Welcome to Lissy Land. I'm Court. And I'm Liz. We're a remote couple, you know, just living a dream. <laughs> Working remotely. Um, and we're just telling you all about our daily life and our travels. Yeah, it's not too interesting, but it is very interesting. <laughs> Welcome to Lissy Land. Enjoy. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Hello from Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, hey. So we um, just first want to say sorry for the little gap there. Um, we're psyched to be back on a regular rhythm of recording for you guys, and yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, so in our last episode, we had just gotten um, to Charleston, and now we've been here for almost five weeks. So what are your... Uh, Has it been five weeks? Yeah, well, uh, Saturday will be five weeks, yeah. Jesus. Oh, because we extended a week, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so today we're going to talk about our time in Charleston. We're going to talk about the one-year anniversary of COVID, and we're going to end with some things we're loving and hating. So, um, Court, what are your thoughts on Charleston? Not a fan. Okay, add on to that. Sullivan's Island's great. Yes. Uh, there were some nice homes here. Cost of living, yeah, it's, it's good, but too segregated man it's it is very much segregated mm-hmm. we're like and it's it's to a point where here i get it like if, if this is a normal way of living you don't know any different fine mm-hmm. i i completely understand that because i've i mean i've been in situations like that but coming from anywhere else that is claimed to be a little bit more diverse like boston or somewhere up north this is shocking. Yeah. The difference in the way they live, the way it's the shocking nice if you're looking for it. Yeah. Just even calling the nice neighborhoods are still titled plantations. Mm-hmm. Or the nice developments are on Plantation Street. Or like how you you drive through the neighborhood we're staying in, which is uh like the house we're staying in is dope. Super nice. But the neighborhood surrounding it is a little bit rougher. It's a little bit lower income. Yeah. And what? At four in the morning, five in the morning, there's a loud train that blows the horn mm-hmm. for two minutes to five minutes straight. Yeah. If this place gets gentrified, my problem is they're not doing that. Yeah. It's really striking when you go from neighborhood to neighborhood that the difference in race and the difference in income, like even in lower income areas that are more white, it still looks different. Yeah. It's, and just like in establishments, like when we go to quote higher income areas, like the people there, it's not a mix of people. Not even close. It's like we went, we've been, so there's this beach called Sullivan's Island. It's in the wealthiest area around. We have been to that beach probably 20 times. Yep. Yep. And Two or three times, yep, per I week. I could count on one hand how many black people we've seen. I've only seen four. Mm-hmm. And two of them were a couple. And I gave my, and then one of them was a, a black dude, a white woman, because I remember I gave him the head nod, mm-hmm. like saying, what up? Mm-hmm. And then the other one was a young lady today with, with her kids, so five technically. Yeah. And it, it is wild because, again, we've been there. And when we go, it, there are always tons of people there. Oh, it's packed. But... Like, what? And then we go to a park that's 
equally nice up here in North Charleston, the, the riverfront park. It's an equally nice park. It's not on a beach. And it just is always Hispanic and black families pretty much most of the time that we're there. Yeah. And it's just so striking that it's... But it's on this side of town mm-hmm. kind of thing. So you you don't have to go across the bridge. There was this one neighborhood we really liked the houses in called Park Circle. Um, yes, that and we, was nice. That one was very mixed. Yeah, and that's the only Not one we would mixed. like technically mixed. consider if we ever were ever to consider moving here. That's the neighborhood we would probably be in. That's the only neighborhood. Yeah, but then... Could you really, even if you're in this, like, one square mile neighborhood, like, you can't ignore what happens when you go to the other side of town. Like yeah, you, can. We yeah, do it all the time. I do yeah. it all the time. I do it. I ain't going to say everybody does it. Yeah. I do it. So I know I can definitely do it. But it's really interesting to me because I'll be telling my friends and family members, like, oh, like, you know, they'll be like, what do you think of Charleston? Or I'd ask friends who've been here, what did you think of Charleston? And they're like, oh my God, it's so nice. I love it. I love the weather there. I love it downtown. And I'm like, but you're not going to mention like that this is super. But why would you even come over here? Yeah. Like, what would take you to some of those areas? Not here specifically, because here is even mm-hmm. still nice. But what would make you go to that area? Yeah, I guess so. It's just interesting because we notice race everywhere that we go like if whether it's mixed whether it's all one or the other and well i've always done it yes i have to yes exactly i there's no like we notice it like i live it yes i have to be aware of that yes but i'm just saying not everybody in my friends and family looks at places with that view and that lens of being like is that like a comfortable place to be um so Definitely, the only reason we came here is we were driving through for a night and uh, we went to the beach and it was a beautiful beach and it was very warm for this time of year and we were like, well, we want an inexpensive place that's warm and we can go walk on the beach and we, we did get that here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a great experience. Yeah. Like, this is still a, it's a great spot uh, depending on where you're at and, and, and where you're located. Like we found some walking areas that were gorgeous. Yeah. They were nice. I mean... But living here? Uh, exactly. I don't know so much about... And there's, like, we've got some good food while we were here. Um, again, it it rained most of the month, but we still, you know, had lots of opportunities to be outside, and it's comfortable in the Airbnb we're staying in to work from here, etc. This is a sick Airbnb. Yeah, for sure. And it was under our budget, so um, that's why we stayed a fifth week. So, overall... When I think back to what our time in Charleston would be like, it's just us walking Sullivan's Island all the time. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you can't, you can't beat that. Those beaches are different than anywhere we've been, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's Charleston. Uh, anywhere, any food spots you would recommend the, to people if coming here? No, not that I know of. That taco spot was pretty great. I forgot the name of it. Mm-hmm. Where I had the rooftop with the CrossFit next door. We went with your mom. Do you remember the name of it? No. No? Okay. So there was a taco spot. on. Oh, I hated that taco spot. Uh, yeah, I, I like the tacos. <laughs> uh, between there, and I don't know where that was that you all got that shrimp sandwich. Oh, yeah. Edmund's Oast. So that one was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Other than that, no, nah, I, don't, I don't really. Maybe the biscuit spot. Like, that was pretty good, but no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, that's how, that's how we feel about Charleston. Um, oh, speaking of, I wanted to mention one story about that I wrote down. We were walking downtown and we walked by this woman. She gets out of her car. The woman looks at court and immediately locks her car door. She's like five, five cars down. She's already walked, already taken photos, already have has walked a, a little distance, stood outside for a while, because it, it's a curvature out by the beach. So I saw her from a distance, get yeah. out of the car, and she's doing her thing. And then, yeah. Oh, my God. She looks, and then she, like, waits for us to pass, and then she does a beep-beep. Oh, I was just like, are you kidding me? Uh, like, really? You you telling me you forgot? To lock oh your car God! This what reminded you to, to lock your car at this moment? Oh my gosh! Okay, it was probably you. <laughs> probably me. I'm yeah. definitely the more suspect one of us. Yeah, you look sketchy, man. Oh man. Okay, so we are coming up this week on the one year anniversary of COVID, aka my birthday. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to talk about today some things that have changed in our world that we want to keep post-COVID and things that we want to stop doing, like revelations we've had this year. So we do this thing at my, um, at my school. We, it was called Keep, Start, Stop. So what are the things we want to keep from COVID? One of the things we want to stop doing since COVID? And what are the things we want to start? Okay. Um, so we'll start with things that we want to keep. So Court and I have always been people who don't love crowded places. Absolutely. And I hope that after COVID and after this past year, people still keep their distance when we're like going on walks and keep that level of respect of not invading somebody's space. There was no respect there. I don't think that's respect. That's fear. You think? That's a mental, one, it's mental abuse. It's it's definitely abuse because they don't know why they're keeping their distance. Uh-huh. They're just going to keep their distance. Interesting. It's it's no real... Everybody's going to be vaccinated, but they still do it. Yeah. That's that's called abuse. That's a fear. So, but, but I, I don't yes, care, I even if it's a fear. Like, don't bump into me on the sidewalk. Don't, like, come up right behind me in the line. Don't I completely sit right next agree. to me in a waiting room. I agree with you. Like, keep that, that buffer space yep. because... That should have been there to begin with. Should have been there to begin with. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, things to keep. Um, we've just been able to spend so much less money this year um, on things that are just unnecessary. But that's a personal thing. No, I think that COVID, anyone will say that they spent less money this past year on frivolous things like $13 drinks at the bar or... Exactly. That's a personal thing. I don't... I think that most people are spending less money on entertainment and travel and... But that's their decision. Like, either... You know, I always say either you decide or life decides. Mm-hmm. It's not going... Not forcing or giving in the social pressure to go out to get a beer for no reason to hang out with people that mm-hmm. you could just as easily text or call and get the same experience. Mm-hmm. Or if you need that type of personal attention, you can meet up and not get drunk. Mm-hmm. You don't have to drink. Mm-hmm. I think that's a personal thing. I don't think that has anything to do with COVID necessarily. 
Well, I think I personally, it doesn't have to be something the world thinks, but I personally no, have. People in the world probably agree with you. I, like this past year, I've become a little bit more minimalist about the things I spend money on and not just think of it and buy it. Um, and so for, for me and for us, I want to continue with that, like not doing things in excess and buying things in excess. Um, so that's something that I want to keep doing after COVID. Um, and then I also think that this year has caused a lot of people to really define and keep their social circles a little bit smaller. Yeah. Um, and that's something Court and I have always had pretty small social circles. I think that the you can have more genuine connections, the fewer people that you, you know, keep in touch with. And so that has, for me, uh, helped me to define, like, who are the really positive people in my life that I really want to prioritize spending time with. Yeah, because that's, that's a wild energy to have around you. Mm-hmm. What are some habits or behaviors you want to keep doing after this year? Uh, keep doing. Or what has, that COVID has caused? Like, as a group or as an individual? Either. Uh, definitely the working out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I've, I used to have the excuse of, I need to go to the gym or find, find some type of created, manipulated excuse to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I don't. That's the first thing I do when I wake up is I wake up and I do push-ups, planks, and some other core or body weight exercises in the apartment or house, wherever we're at. Uh, so I, I, I definitely, I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then other things, I, I, I think customer service is de- definitely picked up uh, from what I've seen, the places we've been to. Mm-hmm. There was a, a period there where th- people weren't, like the customer service wasn't good. Mm-hmm. They treated it as if we were doing them a favor by shopping there. Like mm-hmm. we should be grateful that we get to eat or shop there. And then I think businesses realize, like, you got to do something else to get us in the door because we're not just spending money because not everybody has the money to spend. And it seems like customer service is really picked up. Hmm. Just attentiveness to who ordered what and all of the packaging and things, making sure oh. everything's sealed, make oh, sure you have gosh. all the utensils. Takeout like, has improved. Like, exactly. The availability of great options for takeout. Exactly. Oh, all of our favorite restaurants always have online ordering. Yes. So the service is definitely picked up. Mm-hmm. And I hope it stays that way. And I'm glad a lot of businesses failed. I, I think the market was saturated anyways when you got four different restaurants all serving the same items of food right next to each other or mm-hmm. a couple blocks apart. So, I mean, it, yeah, I, I, I hope. I hope that and I hope a lot of places remain having takeout. Oh, yeah. That's been so lovely. Yeah. And there yeah. are a few other things, like not as many people being out, like screw the crowds. Mm-hmm. Not dealing with traffic. like. Oh, I'm, my gosh. Traffic. That was so... Yeah. <gasps> I wish. I know Boston's going to have traffic again for no reason, but it, yeah, not really dealing with traffic, man, and, and not seeing a bunch of foolishness out I like, mean, outside. Like you don't see too much foolishness outside. I mean, think about it. You and I never had remote jobs until this year also. Yeah. 
So, I mean... And I truly hope that for a, lo a lot of people that I know were forced to advance their skills mm -hmm. because of this. So I, I truly hope that that mindset stays with a lot of people. They were mm -hmm. forced to develop new skills. One young mm -hmm. lady I worked with, actually two people, one young lady and one guy that I worked with at the Ritz-Carlton that had no motivation because I used to try and talk to them to see if they wanted to do more. They're now working on being accountants, CPAs. So it's like it took you all of this mm -hmm. and the Marriott being like, screw you all, you're, you're done here because we don't want to pay you to not work for you to then say, I got to get new skills. So I, I, I do hope that mindset six sticks with a lot of people too. Yeah, I hope that remote working is, that option is here to stay. I think that'll do wonders for so many families and giving parents that flexibility. It just depends on their boss, man. Yeah. If their boss needs to validate their job by being in the office or not. Right. If they need to validate the office space, if they need to validate their position as a supervisor. Again, I think 85% of the workforce needs to be done anyways, which is all middle management. And you only need either front level you need a one manager there, and then you just need the boss. Because other than that, the rest of the stuff is foolishness. Yeah, I think that there's so much commercial real estate that could be spent like better, like having really good housing. On I housing for sure. I think there is housing for sure. just quality housing shortage in general. Um, Yet they're trying to put a hotel in space, which makes no sense to me that <laughs> we talk about ending world hunger or not having enough funding to make sure the vaccine gets out to low-end communities or rural areas, but they found a way to invest, a group of people found a way to invest money in making sure that there's gonna be a, a hotel in space. Even just to end forest fires in California. <laughs> I, I could, you yeah. and your tangents. Yeah, I don't know. I have to redirect you here sometimes. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. So yeah, I think overall, I I really think I've found both of us have found a great routine of remote working. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, don't get me wrong. Like I still miss the community of, like I I get that from going to the gym, and I I still get to collaborate with people. But overall, like this works for our lifestyle, and working from home is we're both able to be equally, if not actually not equally, we're both able to be more productive working from home than we would be in an office. Yeah. And I think that the world needs to start respecting that. It's an individual thing. Um, if you say you're more productive when you go into the office, then you're probably not productive at all. Like, I, I personally I, I don't understand that. that. I think that's what it is. If you are more productive in an office, you are not a productive person. Yes. And it's not, I've heard several people make the excuse of, well, they're just not a self-starter. They're just not this. It's like. No, then you shouldn't be at that a job. Babysitter. Correct. You're yeah. just looking for a babysitter. Yeah. Hire someone, someone else who can handle it. Correct. And I think once jobs get to that point of, because our government surely isn't, is holding people responsible for their own actions. Like I am, that's why I say get rid of middle management. Either you can do the job or you can't. If you can, you're hired. If you can't, you're fired. That's it. Once we get to that point, I think everyone can work remotely and, and it'd be done. Right. I, yeah, I, I think that you're exactly right. So I hope the death of offices is a thing because they're really completely necessary, unnecessary. Yeah, very unnecessary. Um, and 
that transitions me into the stop category, things I want to stop doing after, um, and we kind of bounced all over the place, stop doing after COVID and after this year. Um, after forced, last year, right? yeah, forced socializing, like happy hours for work or like team building events or it's always been stupid man any of those things that it's like oh you're having like a, a baby shower so I have to come to it um any of those things where it's like a social obligation to attend but you really don't actually want to attend it I'm done with those <laughs> for certain people though yeah for yeah, certain people because what you're saying is blanketed and then you mean specific people because some people you want to go to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I'm not going to, like, offend. Like, there are certain people I do want to enjoy that. But, like, COVID has given everyone the excuse to be, like, if you want to be there for something, you will. If you don't, you won't. You have a convenient excuse if you don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And it's, like, I shouldn't have to have a convenient excuse or blame something on COVID. If I don't want to attend, I just need to not attend. And I think that's a, that is a huge difference between you and I, is I've always said, fuck that. I'm not going. Yeah. I have I do not care about offending people. Yeah. It's my time. Yeah. It's literally my time. Yeah. We're not yeah, no. So if I don't want to go, I don't want to go. So COVID has made it convenient for a lot of people and yeah, I agree with you. Stopping just social events for the fact of it being social or an icebreaker or some foolishness, like it's not necessary. Right. Exactly. Like, I can be a good friend for you in so many other ways. I could be right. a good coworker for you in so many other ways. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do this just for show. Like, and those are, those are the people that I've Austin. I don't, I would be, I'm very curious to know. I would love to hear some people's thoughts on the people that they work with that are more focused on being social. If those are the people that are the least productive. Mm-hmm. And I've always, whether it was, in office jobs when I was younger, hospitality, even now, I got a guy that calls me that says he wants to do sales for me, but he's more he's more into calling and talking than he is writing down his ideas and emailing all his questions at once. Yeah, organization and action, that's what matters. It's execution, so it's like, yeah. do you want to be social or you want to get the job done? Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting. Yeah. Um... Other thing that's going to probably stop and be dead is Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think... And Facebook. Facebook is dead. Facebook's done. Facebook is done. I literally go on Instagram for, like, less than 10 minutes a day now because just to, like, if I have something to say, I'll go on there and say it. And then if I don't have something to say, I'm not really on it. Yeah, nobody's really on it. There's no good content to consume on there anymore. No. It, and it's interesting because what they're trying to do is because there's a larger market for drama is it's just filled with drama now. Divisive drama. And whether it's celebrities or politics or something else, it's filled with drama. If one more person sends me a reel that is actually something I already saw on TikTok two weeks ago, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, <laughs> okay, I already saw that on TikTok a long time ago. This is not original stop. I think it's disrespectful the way these people repost other people's TikToks as if it's their own content. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you need to give some more credit to the original poster of this because 
this is not original at all. Well, we, 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 we've talked about that as something that doesn't happen, is giving credit to the original creator. Oh my gosh, it's such a it. problem. Specifically for black women, uh, the way white women... Dub the voice? And not even w- just women, uh, men too. Oh, men They'll do, dub yeah. the voice of a black woman who's a creator and make it funny. And the, and the original woman who made the audio does not get any of the credit. Yeah. That really irks me. Yeah. But overall, yeah, social media, we all spent a ton of time on it during the pandemic and got nothing from it. So... I get great ideas from TikTok and I'll be on that like I go on and on my lunch hour but uh-huh. like in general yeah Instagram you're dead after COVID we burnt out on you <laughs> yeah it, it's a dead platform yeah. and they removed likes from some people though yeah. not everyone from some people's posts which is also interesting how they selected oh god what else you got um things to stop doing after COVID um Let's see. Sorry, I'm reading. I know mine to stop doing is eating so many snacks, man. Like, yeah, I work out, but just because I'm working and it's kind of like the, the, I want to get up and do something different. I like get up, go walk. You got these Cadbury eggs. You got some jelly beans over there. Like I'll grab a handful, eat them and then go back and sit down. And it's like, man, I got to stop that mindless snacking. Yeah. So I got to, I definitely have to stop that. Okay, well, maybe I'll stop buying candy to put in jars near your well, working I area. I want to make sure we support local <laughs> business. So if that means you need to go to your local Costco, because that's local business, right? Then uh, feel free to go there and get it. And uh, Easter candy is the best candy, period. Uh, I said it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, okay, so that's the end of that section of the podcast. Um Overall, one year later, COVID has done great things for court in my life. Yo, it's been an amazing situation. And we've said that back in May. We said it after that. We said it to the wedding. We've been saying we've been consistent but, in saying it. And that's the thing, is it strengthened our relationship a lot. Yeah. Like spending this much time together just really strengthened us as a couple and that equipped us to make a lot of big decisions for both of our lives and move forward and i i think that yeah i'm i'm happy with it yeah it's it's been a it's definitely helped us Mm -hmm. i mean both career-wise personally together Mm -hmm. as a as a as a family so it's it's definitely yeah it's definitely pushed us forward like we're both in better shape than we were a year ago today oh yeah like we're both you know further in our careers than we were a year ago We've made mistakes. We've learned a lot. We got married. We like, you know, it's been a great year for us. And I know that some people will say that me saying that is insensitive, but there's opportunity in everything. And I'm just choosing to share the positive parts. Yeah, sure. There are some negatives too. I mean, I'm not concentrating on those as much, but I'm happy with the year we had in quarantine. Yeah, no, it's, it's been great timing for everything. So, I mean, just to just to even start, you you'd say in Christmas or January first of twenty nineteen mm-hmm. when COVID was just hitting the US. Nah, it's twenty twenty one right now, right? Mm-hmm. So twenty nineteen when I was in San Diego. Oh yeah. 
and COVID was just hitting the United States, we were driving across the country. Mm-hmm. Seems like so long ago. And that was like perfect timing because when I got back, everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was looking for a job while I was trying to start a business and then I was forced into a position to just start a business. Yeah. So it, it worked out for you because then you were transitioning into, you were thinking about leaving to be, from being a teacher to doing something else. You were trying to find remote work and I would love to see, I would love to talk to that recruiter or ask that recruiter in Helena that, that or not Helena, in Arkansas or wherever mm-hmm. that uh, you applied for and she said they wanted someone in person. And that was in like January so, or February yeah, or something like that. I applied that. to a job and she said, no, we, we're not going to interview you because we only want someone who can be here in person. They loved her experience, but they needed someone in person. And I would love to ask her if she regrets that decision. Like, did you ever find someone? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to be in person for this whole year. Mm-hmm. So it's, you ended up switching to Edlight, and then that, that's been keeping things steady because then we were able to travel at the same time. We didn't mm-hmm. have to be stuck in Boston where uh, we weren't exactly in agreement with, with some of the mandates. So it's definitely been great timing for us. Mm-hmm. Trusting our, ourselves and, and our guts. Yeah. So <sighs> quarantine would do it all over again. I, okay. wouldn't, I wouldn't do it all over again. But No, I just mean like yeah. I a lot of people always joke, oh, this is a dumpster fire of a year. Like, oh, I like... I wait, my time was wasted, like all this negative stuff. Yeah, and it, see, but that's on them. Yeah. If you wasted this time, that's on you. That has nothing to do with quarantine, COVID, none of that. If you're sick, you're sick for 14 days. COVID has been for a year. Right. Out of 365 days, you were sick 14 at max. Ugh, there's a problem there. Oh, man. So... Want to end the podcast today with our usual hate, loving and hating, um, and so I'm trying to be a little more positive. So we'll end on the things I'm loving this week. Yeah, and we'll start with a few things that I'm hating. So non-COVID related. Um, one thing I'm hating: when you walk into a store and the employee, you're it's empty. It's just you and the people who work in the store. Okay. When the employees are talking to each other and having a full-on conversation and don't acknowledge you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Anybody else find this to be infuriating? Do you feel disrespected? I feel so disrespected, babe. I mean, I... Yeah. I mean, it is. It's crazy. It is absurd. It happened to me. I went shopping by myself in downtown Charleston on the other day. And it happened to me three times, and the employees were just gossiping with each other and just didn't even acknowledge me. And I was just like, I want to report you guys, you t- like, because they're college students. Like, I want to report you guys to your manager because this is such a turnoff. I will never buy anything from this store if you are just gossiping and not paying attention to Don't the Don't acknowledge you? Yeah. Yo, and I agree with that. I, I'm a firm believer of things like that. But, you know, not sometimes I go with people and they still shop there if somebody's rude or somebody acts up. Yo, if you're rude to me and I'm trying to spend money there, I'm not shopping there. I'm not right. buying there. I'm Remember not this, eating there. This happened to my mom when we were in Florida. And 
I go, oh, you got that from that store? When I went in there, they were super rude. They were just gossiping. She goes, yeah, I had to wait 15 minutes to check out. Drop the item at the register and walk out. She goes, like, it wasn't even worth it because all they did is gossip and it took them so (laughs) long to get to me. And I was like, yo, I don't spend money at places like that. Yeah, don't do it. I don't care how nice or whatever the item is. But if the person is really nice in the store, I'm more likely to try to find something to buy. I mean, uh, I'm not saying that either. (laughs) You're better than me. You're better. I'm just saying... By default, I've come in the store to purchase something because I'm not a window shopper. If I go somewhere, I'm going to purchase what I want and get the hell out of the store. I don't just stroll. If I go in there to purchase something and you don't even acknowledge me or you just talk while I got to stand there and wait and be like, um, excuse me. Oh, my God. I'm out. Yeah. I I won't even say anything. I will never return there again also. I won't even give them the benefit of the doubt and try it again another day. I agree with you on that. And... Uh, I also, you know, I'm a horrible old woman. I once emailed a store owner because I was so offended by it. As you should. Yeah. (laughs) um, Okay. Other thing that I'm hating. People who give advice but haven't experienced it themselves. So I have three examples I wrote down. (laughs) Number one, people who are naturally skinny giving dieting advice. Number two. People who have genetically good skin but give skincare recommendations. Interesting. And number three, people who met their husband at a bar but try to give you dating advice, dating app advice. Now, or also number four, I have a fourth one, someone who got a job through a family member and never had to apply online. Oh, yeah. All four of these categories infuriate me. I mean, I've, yeah, I got, I, my family's infamous for giving advice on things that they have no experience in. Oh, I'm you, not going to, I'm not going to talk that. anything about your family, but yeah, I've you've, you've, overheard. Yeah, so, and they, they hate when I tell them, like, you've never done it before. I'm not asking you advice. Oh, my gosh. So they just unsolicit it and just throw it at me because. But it is rampant all over social media people like oh my god what's your skincare routine and i'm like yo they're just genetically blessed yeah i don't know about the the skinny versus fat part i don't think anybody is just naturally skinny i think it's a they either eat a certain thing or they don't eat a lot at all and i think it comes down to that i think we every single person 100 percent of the people on this planet have the ability to be skinny or fat I don't think there's any way around it. I truly don't believe there's any way around it because I've seen people do it that were once big and they get a note or they get a doctor's slip that says they're going to die if they don't do this and they end up skinny. So I don't really believe that. But the rest, I completely understand. I think some people have a harder time losing weight than other people do. Yeah, only because they're not disciplined enough to get it done. That's it. I mean, there's no two ways around it. But, yeah, I just, some people look to advice or people who've never been through a struggle of having to lose a large amount of weight. So if you've never had to struggle through losing a large amount of weight and losing a small amount of weight is you've only had to lose like 10 pounds versus someone who's never had to lose like 40 pounds. Like it's just a different. Yeah. But it's still discipline. Yeah. Whether easy or hard. I agree. Yeah. It's it's difficult to lose weight. Yes. But it's still based on discipline. Yes, absolutely. But if just because you've gone through something, you know, hard for 10 minutes, like, I don't know, just because a woman has had cramps once doesn't mean she understands what it feels like to 
Yeah, I don't childbirth. know. I can't speak on that because <laughs> that women, I don't know. Y'all deal with some wild stuff, man. Oh my gosh. Um, those are my hating. Anything that you've been hating lately? No, not really. I mean, I'm, I've. No, not really. Yeah. I mean, all of this stuff has been a learning experience. Mm-hmm. So as much as I've hated dealing with certain clients and them faking. And the Apple App Store lately has been a big Apple hate. App Store actually has, Can yes. Can you explain that a little bit? The Apple App Store I do hate right now. So I tried to create an app for Martha's Vineyard Fairies. I created it. They said it was denied because it didn't fit the iPad. I had to go through five different revisions on that. Then they sent me, they, they're spoon feeding me revisions. Then they said something was wrong with a piece of code for the camera on it, which I didn't have a camera. So I don't, there's no camera part in there. So I said, okay, well, I fixed that. Then I send it back and they say, you can't have this app in the app store because it's an aggregator of information that's already available on the web. What? And this is from like many different sites, not just one site. Like It's every, it's every ferry that goes to and from Martha's Vineyard and I've just put it in a simple format and they're telling me after all of this work that now I can't do as it. if tons of other apps don't do this exact same thing that are currently in the fascinating. app store fascinating that they would say that oh God. so we get that and then they denied two more apps which is frustrating but then they have a section with eight to ten apps on it that are black developers now i didn't hear about it didn't get an email about it didn't get any (sighs) notification that they were doing it and i've been an apple developer for 10 years with my own account not under another business my own account (sighs) list tells me about it i go email them and they say there's a committee that decides who and who isn't on that list (sighs) like man of black developers there's a black (sighs) developer section so it's like, so infuriating. I don't even, yo, at this point, again, I don't even care. I've told you before, businesses and companies, they have never done not one thing mm-hmm. ever for minorities. Never. Mm-hmm. They've done things because it's popular mm-hmm. as of recent for that Black Lives Matter nonsense. But outside of that, yo, people don't care. And as mu- I just want in at this point. Mm-hmm. I just want in. I don't care... I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't even want to verbalize it. I just want in. <laughs> However I can get in on the judgment with wealth, I'll do it. I don't even care. But like, screw it at this point. Screw the app store. That is, ugh, Yeah, man, it. I just want to build these apps, sell them, and not worry about it again. Yeah. And then on the other side, I'll just put everybody on blast. Because then at that point, I've made my money. Um, things that we're loving. Let's end on a high note. Yeah. Um, Costco chicken nuggets. Yo, those Costco chicken nuggets are unbelievable. Those bites. Honestly, better than stuff that we've gotten at restaurants. Two things. Canes. Raising canes. Oh my God. Bomb. And then the, yeah, the The Costco Costco chicken nuggets. Oh my God. We've already been to Raising Canes twice and I'm like, okay, should we get it one more time before? (laughs) I love Raising Canes. And I feel like, just based on race alone, I, I feel like I have a lot of credibility in the chicken section. So I think people can, can trust my judgment, right? <laughs> well, like, I just appreciate that that's, they just keep it simple. That's all that they do. Yeah. It's just chicken nugget, like chicken tender meals. Yep. Like, you don't need to make it anything fancy. People will come <laughs> if yeah. you do something well. Yeah, that that's dope. 
That oh is my gosh. I'm loving Sullivan's Island. The beach specifically. Mm-hmm. Because it's it it is packed on certain times, but then when we go at, at right after work and there's no one there, we're able to stroll the entire time. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that to me that's you like long walks on the beach with your wife? Yeah, without holding hands. Hell yeah. <laughs> once the hands At sunset? Start, yeah, yeah. Once you grab my hand, I'm miserable. But then once <laughs> you let it go, I'm, I'm good again. I'm good again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is pretty great. Um, I'm loving working out in the morning at a gym. Oh my God, it makes me so How happy. do you like those shoes? You got those... No bull shoes, the cycling shoes. How you like Oh, them? they're magic. They I mean, I did come in second out of 14 people today. You had to throw that male in Male and female. So maybe it's the shoes. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with, you know, the people in the class. Because you're new, they wanted to make you feel welcome. No. So they didn't want you to feel. Again, remember, Charleston <laughs> doesn't care about making you feel welcome. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Valid. Uh, um... And yeah, no, um, we're we're chilling. So next time you'll hear from us, we'll be either in Boston or Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, Martha's Vineyard or um, Southboro, or, or maybe Vineyard. yeah, we're not bringing this microphone on the honeymoon, so we'll why try not? to. Yeah, I guess we could. Yeah, why not? So we'll be in touch in the month of March for sure, but um. Happy birthday to me. You know? Oh, yeah. Happy birthday <laughs> Thanks. To Give me all the attention. All right, Appreciate y'all. it. Bye. Peace. We'd love to hear from our listeners. We randomly select questions to read at the end of every show. You can submit one at my website, elizabethmroche.com slash Lucyland. To stay in touch, my Instagram handle is uh, at elizabethmroche, E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H-M-R-O-C-H-E. And mine is at Cortland Bluford, C-O-U. R-T-L-A-N-D-B-L-U-F-O-R-D. We'll link to images, videos, and other content related to this episode in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And if you like the show, please subscribe, plus rate us in the App Store, and share it with family and friends. Talk to you next time. Bye.